So if buying is not an option, stabilizing and optimizing your current portfolio is the best option. The goal is to increase cash flow, reduce expenses, and really set yourself up for success. Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Welcome back, everyone. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show. Excited to jump into a two-part series and part one of that two-part series where we're going to be diving into when buying is not an option in today's current real estate investing landscape, right, Andressa? It is hard right now. And what do you do? <laughs> it is indeed. And I think that it's very familiar with the pandemic. And on this part one, we're going to be talking about realignment. This is crucial, not just for you to survive on this climate, but to really set yourself up for success as the market changes. So let's dive in, Liz. I'm going to start with comparing what's going on right now with the pandemic. During the pandemic, a lot of people stop, had the opportunity, quote unquote, opportunity to stop and think about their lives who they want to spend more time with, if they like their job. And a lot of like realignment had to happen, right? And I think that the climate right now, low inventory, high interest rate, allowed for a lot of real estate investors to stop and think about their current market, their asset class, the strategy that they are applying. This is an opportunity for you to do not force you to buy to the frequency that you bought a couple of years ago, right? There's a lot of pressure there. So on this episode, we're going to talk about realignment. And I'm going to ask you guys one question to get started here. And here we go. Is my current investment strategy aligned with where I want to go in the future. Liz, you and I talked a lot about seasons, right? As we evolve as investors, our seasons change, our goals change. So I'm hearing a lot of people right now saying the following, I want to quit my job or I want to increase cash flow. And what comes after that is, and because of that, I want to start syndicating larger multi-family properties. Liz, is that a recipe for disaster or not? We were talking about it earlier too, Andres. I think so many times people just look at the number of doors or the size of a project and then equate that with more cash flow. And in, in some ways, that's true, right? From the perspective of holistically. But in terms of how people get paid, you know, from a larger project, like a syndication where you're pooling a lot of people together to buy a large multifamily, it shifts, right? You have general partners, you have limited partners. Most good syndicators will set it up that the limited partners get paid first, typically at 70% of the company, literally 70% of that company that, that owns that 200 unit, you know, they get paid typically first. The other part, and you want to know that as a limited partner, the other part of it is the general partner side. So even at that 30% gets cut up with other people, right? It's not just one general partner. It's usually a handful, five to 10 people. 
So the, the most important thing too is the, the stage at which the pro- property is. Andres, so many times people buy properties that are not stabilized. They're not producing income. They're, they're more of a turnaround and they're like thinking they're going to get paid day one on cash flow. A property can only cash flow if it's fully stabilized and fully optimized, but period. So put all that together, you're, you're looking at six to 12 months or longer for properties that are, you know, in a stabilization period. And if it's going to pay out, you're going to be paying the investors. That's not even considering the interest rate shifts of what you're underwriting today in a month from now, that interest rate, even if it goes up by 1% or a half a percent to for a 200 unit apartment building, that's a lot. That's a big difference. You got to basically match where you are at right now. So if you're buying is, is not an option, stabilizing and optimizing your current portfolio is the best option to do it. You, the goal is to increase cash flow, reduce expenses, and really set yourself up for success. So we're going to share with you what are like three tips here for you to do right now when buying isn't an option. But before I share that with you, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Interest rates are sky high in 2023, and buying a rental property means you could get stuck with an 8, 9, or 10% mortgage rate. But what about a 2.99% rate with rent to retirement? Rent to retirement has 2.99% seller financing available on turnkey properties. You heard that right. That's a seller financed 2.99% interest rate with an average cash flow of over $900 per month. Plus, They've got options where you can put as little as 5% down with no PMI. As the nation's leading turnkey investment company, Rent to Retirement helps investors build headache-free, high-cash-flow rental portfolios. And since their properties are fully turnkey, newly built or renovated, leased and managed, anyone can invest, even those who aren't into landlording. So what are you waiting for? This 2.99% rate deal won't last long. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. Top real estate investors love to talk about how they save so much on taxes, but how are they able to build rental property empires while skirting Uncle Sam? 1031 exchanges. 1031 exchanges allow you to defer capital gains taxes while you sell an investment property, exchanging your old property for a bigger, better one and avoiding the tax man while you do it. And that's where First American Exchange Company comes in. They're the leaders in 1031 exchanges. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting, First American Exchange can help you with simple rental property exchanges, complex commercial real estate investments, reverse exchanges, and more. Don't let your taxes eat into your profits. Visit First American Exchange Company at firstexchange.com. Or call them at 800-556-2520. That's firstexchange.com or 800-556-2520. Keep your money in your pocket and propel your portfolio further at firstexchange.com. First American Exchange Company does not provide tax or legal advice. Consult your financial, real estate, tax, or legal advisor about your circumstances. First American Exchange Company. Safe, smart, secure. All right. So here are three things that we recommend you to do if you're not coming across anything that is making financial sense. Listen, we're not saying to you, don't buy it. What we are saying is buy only when it 
matches your buying criteria. There's a lot of people having such a narrow, there's or maybe zero buffer there. It does not match their criteria, but they feel the pressure of doing it. We will dissect that a little bit more. But if that's not the case, you're not coming across anything that makes financial sense. Here are three things that you can do in order to set yourself up for success. Analyze your current market. Does that still a place that you want to continue investing? If not, find boots on the ground of other markets that you are interested, that are more aligned with where you want to be, and it matches the current economy or real estate cycle. Number two, analyze the asset class that you are in. You might be on the right market with the wrong asset class or vice versa. So it's kind of like every, everything needs to kind of like go with the flow. You might have to sell a couple of things in order to get capital to invest in other things or deploy or some of the assets are taking so much of your time. And that's not the season you're in because you maybe have a baby and, and now the, the family needs more of your time there. Whatever that circumstance is, you're going to realign the market, the asset. And the third thing is realign yourself. Do you have right now, how many tools on your toolbox? If you specialize on a couple of things, what other options do you have? We had a great interview about mobile home and we're going to attach on our show notes the link for it. Mobile home is the dollar store of real estate. And that is also an option that you can consider in order to acquire different asset class using subject to, right? So it's a combination of so many different things here to offer affordable housing for people right now. So check, check that out. So Liz, now I'm going to go to the second question. Am I putting pressure on myself to purchase a property even when it does not match my minimum buying criteria? Yeah, this is a big one, right? Because, you know, a lot of the women that we serve, I mean, they have tears in their eyes, literally. They're about to cry because they're associating their production, right? Their, their, their acquisition of an asset, something that they're so passionate about with their worth. And that's really a recipe for just unhappiness, quite honestly. Um, and, and you have to really dissect that to say, okay, how do I, to your point, you know, what, what is this uh, pressure that I'm putting on myself? That's just not necessary. And you're going to quite honestly not um, be in the creative space to even find opportunities because you're so focused on the fact that you haven't achieved your goal. But you, you know why? I think that that goes in different conferences and different places that we go that the first question that people ask after your name is how many properties do you own? Now it's a matter of like, okay, I am buying properties equals I am a real estate investor. If I'm not buying, I'm a fraud. So there's a lot of internal pressure. And I think that a lot of people are not talking about that internal pressure to kind of like show the checks and show that you are doing something that it's, it's increasing your, yeah, your it creates portfolio. almost like a legitimacy, right? It's almost yeah. like a, like a, like a badge of honor. Like my, my daughter has like a brownie jacket and then the more she does, she gets the badges, you know, it's like this invisible badge we put on our, like, Oh, four doors, three doors, two doors. It's ridiculous. 
You know? It is. And I think that the, the key here is to get out of our own heads and really surround ourselves with other folks that are playing the same arena and can really own where they are, what they're working on, a safe place. So if you don't have that place, check out Bigger Pockets forums, check out the real estate investor community. We have plenty, plenty of people that are thinking like you and going through similar situations that you can connect with. And if you're looking for places to gain knowledge and pay zero, <laughs> you can continue listening to our podcast and also check out our events page where every single month we share, we bring up experts and we share specific tools that you can add to your toolbox. Go to the realestateinvestor.com slash events and check this out. We're going to add the link on our show notes as well. So do something and don't forget to go to part two because now it's time to very practical actions to what to do when buying is not an option. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.